Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all your betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds. You'll find matchup info, player news, trends for every game. It's unbelievable. And hey, as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, NFL, NBA, NHL, boxing, golf, tennis. It's all in front of you. Head on over to betonline.ag today. That's betonline.ag. You can join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. It's all about Bet Online, where the game starts. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four-packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It is indeed the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Bet Online and sponsored in part by Stanley Law Offices, our good friends at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse and Burn Dairy. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, get on over to Burn Dairy. The chocolate milk, the donuts, the entire coffee display, it's amazing. On your way into work, you can gas up your vehicle at Burn Dairy as well. Participating locations, if you're in and around Central New York, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you out there to Camillus Golf Club, Ken's Auto Detailing, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and our good friends over at MyHotTub.com. Make sure you go to the website and shop the showcase if you're in and around Central New York as well. MyHotTub.com, I'll tell you what, they're right there in Destiny, USA. They've got every single possible awesome hot tub you can imagine, and they'll ship right to your doorstep. And if you go to Facebook, you'll see their code. You can save $1,000 on a hot tub right now. MyHotTub.com, MyHotTub.com. All right, I'm going to dedicate this entire episode to recapping Michigan and Ohio State. And really, what a game it was. I mean, you know, going into this game, I think everybody would agree that the storyline was Blake Corum is not healthy, right? And we didn't know if he was going to go. I mean, we really didn't. Um, And I thought to myself, like Clay Travis, you know, on the pregame, and I'm recording this on, you know, Saturday night around 8.30, uh, I thought like he did, which was, eh, no Blake Corum, you're on the road, hard game, Harbaugh's a great coach, Michigan, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of J.J. McCarthy, and probably Ohio State by a couple scores, right? Like, it's close for a while, maybe they score one or two uh, late, and, and that's it. Well, surprise, surprise, Michigan goes into halftime, they're down 20-17, to 17, <clears throat> and you could kind of think about it one of two ways. One is Ohio State's at home. They have the lead. They're going to get this thing done, right? The other way is Ohio State got away with one, right? Because Michigan was playing 
a possession game for a lot of the first half. They were executing when needed, but they were still down by three, and they missed a lot of opportunities. Well, fast forward to the third and fourth quarters, and they didn't miss a thing. Are you kidding me? They outscored Ohio State in the second half 28-3, to and J.J. McCarthy was simply spectacular. And I heard Joel Klatt, you know, in the beginning of this game where he airmailed a couple of throws, and I agree with him. Like, J.J. McCarthy is young. He's kind of trying to figure some things out. Um, you know, he's a sophomore, but the reality is the LaGrange Park, Illinois native, when he's on and he figures things out and he settles down, he's really, really good. He can affect the game big time. He's 6'3", 200 pounds. He can see over the pocket. He can run the football. And he got people involved. He threw, I thought, in this game, I thought J.J. McCarthy not only was a difference, but he threw a lot of deep balls in this game that he has not done all year. And I've watched a ton of Michigan, and I've watched a ton of Ohio State. And J.J. McCarthy was throwing dimes and darts down the field. There is no other way to really cut it with that, okay? That's what he was doing. And whether it was Cornelius Johnson, who had an unbelievable game with four catches and 160 yards and uh, uh, two touchdowns, four, think about this, four receptions, 160 yards, and two touchdowns, and an average of 40 yards per catch, spectacular. I mean, absolutely spectacular, right? Ronnie Bell got in the action. Loveland got in the action, right? Shoemaker caught one pass. But, you know, McCarthy was great, and he accounted for four total touchdowns from scrimmage, one rushing. He went 6-27, 6-4-27 on the ground with a touchdown. And through the air, he was 50%, basically, right? Like 12-24 for 263 and three touchdowns. And I was just super impressed. Michigan, when they made plays and they got the game turned in their direction, there was literally nothing Ohio State could do. And C.J. Stroud, who has been in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy, and rightfully so, he's a great player, he really had a hard time with Michigan's defense. I thought that this game, when Michigan scored in the third quarter to take the lead, right, and it was 24-10, to I thought that Michigan was not only firmly in the driver's seat, but that they could have the potential to run this thing up a little bit. And that's exactly what they did, 45 to 23. And I say that because two things were happening, three things were happening. Number one, McCarthy was unbelievable. Number two, Jim Harbaugh is just a flat-out great coach, and he outcoached Ryan Day in every way possible in this game. And the third thing is the Michigan defense picked off C.J. Stroud twice in the last two possessions, Okay you're just not going to usually do that against a guy who's, you know, challenging for the Heisman Trophy for, oh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten weeks of the season, right? It's just not going to happen. And guys like Michael Barrett stepped up. What a player. Will Johnson stepped up. Like, these guys were great. The kid Okai had a sack, right? Um, You know, the interceptions by Page and Upshaw. I mean, this Michigan team got after it defensively. They locked down and they controlled the game. Line of scrimmage, both sides, defense, J.J. McCarthy, it was a thing of beauty to watch. I'm going to get more into Michigan-Ohio State coming up in a minute. But first, I have a couple of messages from the following sponsors on the ML Sports Platter, which is brought to you by our terrific friends at Stanley Law Offices. Make sure you visit StanleyLawOffices.com. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company CPAs, Camillus Golf Club, 
Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and our terrific friends over at Matt Graham State Farm Insurance Agency. Make sure you go get a free rate quote today at SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. couple of messages here, and then we'll come back and talk Michigan, Ohio State. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Back with you here on the ML Sports Platter. I really appreciate everybody listening. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, Mike L Sports. And we are brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare and our terrific friends over at Carvel of North Syracuse. So where do we go from here with Michigan and Ohio State? Clearly, Ohio State is out of the national championship picture at this particular point. They're not going to take a one-loss Ohio State team. You know, a lot of the marbles are are the Michigan game. It's tough because this year we've had a lot more parity because Alabama is not Alabama. Like, they're good. They're really good. I mean, they smoked Auburn, right? Like, they've lost down to the last second in overtime and regulation, a two-point conversion, the LSU game. Like, I mean, they're a really, really good team. They're really good. But they're not that Alabama, right? They don't have Tua Tunga Viola, Mac Jones, right? Jalen Hurts. They don't have Amari Cooper. They don't have Derrick Henry. They don't have Mark Ingram. You know, they don't have uh, uh, Dante Hightower. They don't have, uh, you know, Patrick Sertan, right? Like, they don't have those kind of Julio Jones. They don't have those kind of teams. So, I think when you're looking at Alabama, there's still a shot, you know, for them to get into the Final Four. The thing with Ohio State is they played an okay schedule. I'm not going to say it was great. I'm not going to say it was bad. Because they played Notre Dame to start the year. Notre Dame was number five in the country to start the year. They tumbled, 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 and then they rebounded, right? And they've actually had a pretty good finish. I'm actually recording this right now. They're down 10 nothing to USC. I do not expect them to win this game um, against the Trojans. And what a, what a great, by the way, what a great, what a great story it would be if Notre Dame, or excuse me, if USC made the college football playoff, right? I mean, it would be fantastic. It just, it would be great. Lincoln Riley, USC, like name program, traditional program. I don't know, man. I, I think it'd be great. I really do. So you're looking at USC and you're looking at Notre Dame. And if USC holds on to win here as I record this, the top four is not going to include Ohio State. And it shouldn't include Ohio State. Now, their three biggest games, they went 2-1. and one. They beat Notre Dame. They beat, at the time, number 13 Penn State. Great win. I mean, Penn State's 10-2, third in the Big Ten East. And, you know, pretty good team, man. Double digit, right? You're on the road. Um, you win that game. But then the Michigan game is really where all the marbles are kind of collected, right? And Ohio State fell on, fell, fell on its face. There's no other way to say it. So... I would say Ohio State's going to go to a great bowl game. They're going to travel well. The fan base is amazing. But they're not a national championship team. And they don't deserve to be there based on the rules of college football. To me, when you look at this complete you know, picture, 
you have, I think, these four teams, right? Georgia, they pounded Georgia Tech. It took them a little while to get going, but they slaughtered them 37 to 14. You have Michigan now who will move up to number two after beating number two, Ohio State. They were number three at the time. You've got TCU that destroyed Iowa State. I mean, put a waxing to them. I watched so much college football today. It was, <laughs> it's not even funny, by the way. Clemson's out of it. 31 to 30, they lose to rival South Carolina. They're done. They're toast. So when we look at it, the fourth team as of today is going to be who? As of today. Again, things can change, but who's going to be the fourth team? And the way I look at it is I think you've got Georgia, you've got Michigan and TCU like penciled in. I'm watching a little bit of uh, LSU and A&M as well. LSU has two losses. USC, if they beat Notre Dame and beat them handily, I could see USC jumping LSU. I also think LSU could lose this game to A&M, right? But right now that fourth spot is with the championship games looming and this show being recorded during a couple of finishes that we still have to wait for, I feel like it's going to come down to, again, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and then the fourth team, it's all going to depend on the conference championship game. Because, you know, if LSU beats Georgia, forget about it. Then Georgia gets bounced out. <laughs> they, you know, if well, they got to win this game as well, by the way. I mean, if you know, if you win this game and beat Georgia, great. If you lose this game, it doesn't matter what you do against Georgia. And may, maybe the committee takes a one-loss Georgia. Maybe they do. Maybe. Um, you know, so that's going to be a big play, right? The SEC title game. The Big 12 title game, TCU and company going to be play a big game. I expect TCU to get things done because they've motored along the entire year. And I really actually, the more I watch TCU, the more I like them. Not just because they're called the Horn Frogs and they have the purple uniforms and they're just kind of a cool team. Um, I like Max Duggan. I really do. I think he's a really good quarterback. And I think he could be unheralded in terms of going in to the NFL draft. I mean, the guy has 26 touchdowns and almost 3,000 yards passing, and he's a threat on the ground as well. He's 6'3", 215. He's a senior. He has experience. He's tough. I mean, come on. He's got a little bit of that face acne, right? Like, so he's fighting adversity with that. Like, come on. You know? I mean, he's a player. He's a gamer. I like him. So TCU is in the picture without without a shadow of a doubt. I'm wondering about Alabama. I'm wondering about, you know, LSU. I'm wondering about USC. I'm wondering about those clubs, because I think there is an outside chance that Alabama can still get in, you know, and Clemson is out. They do not deserve to be there. Um, Oregon, you know, no way. Tennessee, I mean, all these teams have two losses, three losses, and and they look so bad that, like, they shouldn't be in there, Right, right? I mean, they shouldn't be in there. I think when you look at this entire schedule, the way that Michigan has played, the way that Georgia has played, could they get in with one loss if they lose a conference championship game? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you look at the schedule, Georgia is absolutely like locked and loaded to make it. I mean, come on. They beat Oregon, Tennessee, 
LSU, they play in the SEC, even teams that are 500 or a game above or a game below or a couple games above or a couple games below, it's the SEC, man. Every single time you go on the road, I mean, at Kentucky was a tough game for them. That's because the SEC is the best conference in America. Look at Auburn. Auburn finishes the year under 500. They're 5-7. and seven. They got blown out by Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Auburn continuously plays the arguably the toughest schedule in America, right? If they weren't in the SEC, they'd have nine wins. So that tells you everything about Georgia. Michigan had a schedule that was uh, pretty easy until Penn State blew them out, beat Ohio State. They didn't play a great, great schedule. So if they lose in the conference uh, title game, I do not foresee Michigan getting into the college football playoff. I just don't. I don't. Um, so they need to win that game. I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. And the conference title games, you know, we've got basically uh, TCU against, to be determined as I record this, LSU, Georgia, Clemson, North Carolina, which has no bearing on the national title picture, right? It just doesn't. I'm really, really wondering... You know, Michigan plays Purdue in, 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 at Lucas Oil, right? And I'm thinking to myself, they're going to kill Purdue. And here, and Georgia's going to kill LSU. And I think TCU is going to win against whoever. As I record this again, they don't have an opponent yet. And I just feel like we're kind of destined for, with LSU losing their third game, they're going to be completely out of it. Ohio State's out of it because they lost to Michigan. I'm telling you right now, like it depends on USC versus Alabama for that final spot. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and then either USC or Alabama. That's where we're at, you know, and and that's where we should be at. And I think that, boy, if I had to, mm, if I had to bet on it, I'd probably throw you the fact that USC plays a softer schedule right? There's a really, really good chance that, although, hang on a second, USC played Pac-12, there's no title game, right? So, mm, man, it's going to be, it's going to be tough because if they blow out Notre Dame and that's their last opportunity, you know, on the national scale to really, really perform, uh, it's going to be hard, um, you know, for Alabama uh, unless they blow out, you know, well, they blew out Auburn. They're not playing the, for the SEC title game. So it's going to be maybe a coin flip between those two teams. So how do you how do you deal with this? How do you figure the whole thing out, right? Well, if you look at the schedules, USC plays in the Pac-12. It's, it's a really, really weak conference, right? It, it, I mean, it just is. They only played one as of today, uh, excuse me, two ranked teams. They played at Utah, lost, and at UCLA, and won by three. Barely won. I know it's a rivalry game, but they barely won. Now, they're playing Notre Dame. That's the third, actually, so I misspoke not once but twice. So three ranked teams on the docket, and they lost to one. They beat UCLA, and as I record this, they're up 10-0 over Notre Dame. Okay? Does that give you enough if you're a voter right, for the college football playoff, does that give you enough to put them in over Alabama? Does it? Because I know everybody hates Saban. Not everybody, but most, right? Most 
people who aren't Alabama fans don't like Alabama. They're tired of them. They want to cut them down in typical America. The second you rise up and succeed, they want to cut you down, right? They raise you up, but then they want to kill you. I got news for you. Alabama's resume looks a lot better. It really does. They won at number 20, Arkansas at the time, at number six, Tennessee, and a Excuse me, they lost that game, but still played number six, Tennessee. Great, great game. Unbelievable game, right? Uh, lost basically on the final possession. Then they go at LSU. They lose on the two-point conversion, right? I mean, what a call by Brian Kelly, right? But they played number 10. They played number 11, well, and then beat L uh, Ole Miss on the road. The Grove is one of the hardest places to play in college football. So they played number 20. They played number six. They played number 24. Mississippi State crushed them, played number 10, played number 11. Okay, their record with not a great Alabama team, and I'll always defend Alabama because I like Saban. I love Saban. He's the greatest of all time, and and they play in the toughest conference in college football. They, well, and by the way, they beat Texas on the road. Texas ranked team, not really great, but they weren't ranked at the time. Texas, you know, got into the rankings and kind of hung around in there. So you could kind of indirectly count them as a ranked team. Now, look, I know they played Vandy. I know they played UL Monroe. I know that they played Utah State. I know A&M blows. But you've got Arkansas. You have Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, and Ole Miss. Five ranked teams, and they blew out their Iron Bowl opponent, their biggest rival, when anything can happen in rivalry games. Just look at Georgia Tech, Georgia, right? It took Georgia forever to get going in that game. They beat Auburn by 22 points. It wasn't even close. So I would tell you that I think that Alabama has as good a chance or a better chance of getting in the college football playoff than USC does. But it's gonna, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, the committee is going to have a lot to chew on. Um, I'm sure that they <laughs> would have liked, uh, you know, the scenario here is, again, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. You're going to hear this on Monday morning. But they, they would probably all have their Notre Dame sweatshirts on, right, and caps because they want – uh, Notre Dame to, 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 to destroy uh, USC, which then puts them in the driver's seat to put Alabama in. There is really, honestly, like people make a big deal out of this, there really isn't like Pat or uh, uh, SEC uh, favoritism. There isn't. People think there is because they hate the conference, but it's just, it happens to be the best. And when you look at the resume, it's awfully hard to keep some teams out. And this year, maybe, maybe, maybe Alabama gets in to the college football playoff, despite everything that has happened. ML Sports Platter here, brought to you by our good friends at Syracuse Fitness Store, Welch & Company Jewelers, MyHotTub.com, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Victor, New York. Our friends out there are doing it right. They got the Amber Ale. They got the unbelievable sours and seltzers and IPAs all on tap. Sign up for the Mug Club today at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Visit StumblingMonkeyBeer.com before your visit. Grab some swag. They've got those snapback hats, the great T-shirts, and all the rest. It's a terrific place to go. I visited a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you're in western New York, if you're in and around that area, people coming in from Syracuse, people coming in from Buffalo, stop by Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. The place is amazing. It's a tasting room for the ages. They've got all the NFL every single Sunday. Stop by and see Rob and the staff. They are absolutely fantastic. Also, huge tip of the cap thank you to friends of the ML Sports Platter, uh, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, the Alonzo family, and Robert Swan and his family could not do it without them and the Whitaker family. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and on YouTube, Mike L Sports. And hey, 
As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.